Fantasy managers, hello, good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Euro 2020 Fantasy Football podcast powered by esports live and fpl addicts we've got another preview show for you today because there's so many changes to our teams for the most part of us other than one man sitting right above me the guru who hasn't changed his team but we'll get onto that a bit more later but we'll start with you matt how are you doing mate yeah great thanks elliot just so excited for the euros now you know it's been three years since a major international tournament so you know just can't wait yeah, it just feels weird to think of it as, as three years ago, Ollie. I just remember, you know, as many England fans will, the, the Kieran Trippier goal and to think that, that was three years ago now is just absolutely crazy, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. My best moment as an England fan for sure, seeing that goal go in. Hopefully there's another few moments like that this summer, but, you know, great to be here as always. And like I said last week, I'll say it again, and every single podcast that we do is coming home. <laughs> Would you like to uh, to share what you're wearing today, mate? Because it's not exactly uh, on topic with with football, but it's it's, well, it's England, so it's it's halfway there. Well, yeah. Look, I said this off air. My England top, you know, it's in the wash, so I have to I've had to um, you know change this up a bit. And all the other England football tops I've got are way too small for me. So, gone with the uh, cricket ODI top from 2019, a World Cup that we won. So, uh, hopefully, to bring those uh, winning vibes again today. Yeah, not not wrong there, mate. At all, anything that's going to give England a a good omen in uh, making it come home, then uh, I'm not complaining with that at all. But the only re- non-resident England fan on the podcast that's going to bring us all back down a level and just humble us a little bit as England fans is Statman Dave. He's back with us again today. How are you doing, mate? Doing all right, guys. Uh, spent a fair bit of time rejigging my defence today, so plenty of time on my hands during lockdown at the moment. So it's what I keep defaulting back to at the moment. Yeah, it's sort of keeping a lot of people going and that's what it sort of can do. It brings out a lot of social interactions as we've found and, you know, it's a really good way to just sort of get by and cure a little bit of your boredom. And another man that I'm sure has made a lot of changes to his team this week is Jack Gillibrand. He's back with us today again. So how are you doing, mate? Yes, boys. <laughs> delighted to be back. I've got my England top on, lads. It's coming home, Ollie Walker Peel. Um, obviously buzzing. Got the England shirt through the post the other day. Been waiting a couple of weeks for this one, just in time. Uh, ready for kickoff. So, uh, yeah, buzzing lads. Come on. Yeah, it's a nice home kit, isn't it? It's definitely one of my favourites of recent years. Yeah, smart top. Uh, and listen, as long as it's got three lines on it, uh, don't mind if it's a football, cricket, rugby, whatever it may be. <laughs> as long as it's not Spurs that Matt's wearing. But, um, Ollie, <laughs> you, you, you said that you've ordered a top for yourself. Did you get the away kit? Yeah, I did. I got the away kit. Should be here probably. Hopefully in time for the third game against the Czech Republic. Uh, probably not before, which is a little bit annoying. But um, I'll get here eventually. Yeah, you just have to stick with uh, with cricket until then. But, um, you know, if you're supporting England, that's all that really matters in our book. And Matt as well, have you ordered your England top yet? Yeah, I have. Uh, got one from Kitbag on the way. Uh, similar to Ollie. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to get it in time for the start. I'm hoping... You know, it comes by the end of the week. Um, but yeah, I've got a name on there as well. I thought I'd, I'd get it personalised and I've got the Euro badge, you know, just in case it's a you know, historical one down the track. So, um, you know, it could, not, could end up being retro in, uh, you know, in 20 years' time. So, looking yeah, forward to all, it arriving. When you're all rich and famous, mate, you've got Matt Day, the guru on the back. Everyone will be <laughs> wanting it 100%, mate. That's, that's <laughs> all you can probably think of at the minute. But um, Statman, have you managed to pick yourself up a, a Belgium shirt or anything yet? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. I haven't. I haven't got around that yet. Oh, you've got to get one, mate. You're going to have to get one if you're going to if you're going to go for Belgium. If you're going to go for the Red Devils, you're going to have to pick yourself a, a top up from there for sure. If I order one now. I come for the final, maybe. 
they're doing them at Rebel. They're doing them at Rebel, so you should get it really quickly if you ordered one now. They're not doing any other ones at Rebel. I'll look into it. Just, they're not so selling. You know, we're, not, we're, we're not sponsored yeah. by any of these brands that we're working with that we're showing out today. <laughs> we should be. We should <laughs> be. We were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> next we season. We <laughs> next season, we wish, will be. Very much wish we were. But um, we, we'll move on swiftly now to just a sort of uh, review of some of the friendly matches which have taken place over the past couple of days. And we'll start with you, Matt. You're going to review for us just a little bit of England v Romania, which was played this morning. England came out triumphant, one nil winners. What did you sort of make of the game? Did anyone sort of impress you? Um, look, obviously didn't, didn't get to see, you know, the main man, Harry Kane in action. So I was happy to see him rested for the, for the opening game. But, um, in terms of people that impressed me, definitely, uh, Sam Johnston in goal. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Some of those saves, um, you know, backed up his form of, you know, that he had at West Brom in, in the Premier League. So he really, really impressed me. Um, and Jack Grealish as well. He's, he's one player I absolutely love. Um, you know, I rate him highly. So. Yeah, Sam Johnston and, and Jack Grealish were the two that I was really impressed with in, in that game. Yeah, Jack Grealish look like, looks like he's definitely going to be one of the, the names that which is nailed on on the team sheet, in my opinion, at least. Do you sort of think the same? He's, he's got to start. I think so. I think, um, you know, before he got the injury for Villa this season, he was just outstanding. And, um, you know, if, if he didn't get that injury, it, it wouldn't even be a question about him being on the uh, on the on the team sheet. But I, I think he's got to be. I think he's yeah, brilliant player, playmaker, which England need. Yeah, absolutely. And if he's supplying your man Harry Kane, then you know he's definitely going to be in with a shout of bringing home another trophy for Spurs, maybe with a golden boot. So we'll just have to see <laughs> how that goes for him. But um, we'll move on to a little bit of hostile territory now. And Ollie, you're going to review Scotland v Netherlands for us. Obviously, it was two-two, and uh, one of the players that you've got in your team was on fire. Yeah, pride and joy, Memphis to pie. Um, again, another player in my team that I'm surprised that not many more people have gone with. Obviously, scored twice, including. An 89th minute equaliser against Scotland, who, um, you know, I, I said earlier on the season, I've dropped on the Hibs bandwagon. So I said, if, if anyone's going to score for Scotland, I'm happy to see Kevin Nisbet score. He's probably one that you could look at on the outside shout. Came off the bench this morning after having a, an amazing season for Hibs in the uh, Scottish Premier uh, Premiership. And he's one you can maybe look at. But for Memphis Depay, you've got to have him. He's another striker. There's too many strikers. I say you've got to have him. There's so many strikers you can pick from, but Memphis Depay should be at least in the conversation. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, getting a, a two-all draw with Netherlands isn't that bad at all, mate. So you're sort of being a bit wary, giving, giving Scotland a little bit more respect now in England's group, maybe? As long as they don't score against England, and don't think they will, we should be fine. Yeah, that's, that's what we like to hear, mate. That's the absolute spirit that the, the three lines need at the minute. They um they didn't look too bad and Andy Robertson managed to get himself an assist as well. He made a darting run to get the assist for the for their second goal as well. So he's he's 5.5 priced in Euro Fantasy. Is he one that people should maybe be looking at? Yeah, that was Nisbet's goal the second. He put it on a plate for him, didn't he? He put it right to the back post, easy tapping for the uh, for the Hibs man. And he, we know what he's about, Andy Robertson, don't we, really? We know exactly what he's about from watching Premier League for however long. He bombs down the wing, uh, the fullback, sorry. He gets those assists and he's quality. And at 5.5, obviously, in FPL, we're used to him being 7 million, 6 million. 7 at 5.5, I reckon he's a good shout. Just got, yeah, he's got no one to pass to, has he? That's the thing. He's not got the, the Salah and Mane that he can just cross it into all day, does he? That's the thing, isn't it? They were saying that's why Gareth was wanting to put four England right-backs in to uh, to look after Robbo. <laughs> Make oh, you feel sure a little that. bit more home. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll move on to, to Statman Dave's analysis now of Belgium v Croatia. And, you know, a lot of people have gone with Romelu Lukaku in their team and all his owners would be delighted to see him on the score sheet, Statman. Absolutely, me included. Um, yeah, one also decent display without really setting the world on fire or really showing it off the scoreboard. But um, Croatia started pretty strong early until Lukaku scored in the 38th minute um, for the only goal, but was a, a decent handful throughout the game. Um, uh, Denier, who's a young defender uh, at the back for Belgium uh, and who I reckon is probably a bit of a great bargain defender pickup at four and a half million with the assist. Um, also a pretty strong performance from Couture in the goals uh, with a clean sheet um, and uh, Hazard making a little cameo at the end for eight minutes as well, the last eight minutes. Um, so he, he's in contention to play for the Reading games, I suppose, now as well. Yeah, I'm sure he'll definitely be wanting to start. You know, we spoke about it last podcast, how, you know, he's such low ownership. And if it was the World Cup three years ago, he'd be probably an essential in your team. So it's it's a weird fall from grace from him. But um, yeah, definitely a lot of assets to look out for from both Belgium and Croatia, I think. So uh, yeah, that was definitely an interesting one. And as I said, a lot of Lukaku owners would be delighted to see him score. But back onto merrier things now, back onto England, back onto the champions of Euro 2020. We've got Jack and just, you know, sort of talk to us a little bit about England v Austria. Obviously, it was another 1-0. It wasn't wasn't the prettiest display, but, um, you know, it was a, a win in the end and that's all that really mattered in, in the friendlies. And what did you sort of make of the game? Yeah, I think, listen, it's tough with England. It's still at that point, we don't know what's going to be happening with the uh, the starting eleven. So, obviously, there's a couple of players in there who maybe needed a run. A couple of players who didn't even make the, uh, obviously, the 26-man squad. Um, you know, he likes for Jesse Lingard was in there. Um, you know, James Ward-Prowse, who we thought might get the, the nod ahead, but uh, Ben White's got that today to take over Alexander Arnold. But um, you know, Saka got that run out as well. Got the goal, looked really sharp. Um, obviously, I like him in there. Uh, he's obviously versatile as well, which uh, we know Gareth Southgate loves. Um, Trippier obviously got the got the run out as well. Looked good. Uh, Grealish again, and um, our man Harry Kane. But I'll tell you what, he looks really good. Jude Bellingham, 17 years old, absolutely machine. Rolls-Royce of a player he looks like. And gutted United didn't sign him back in there when they had the opportunity. But um, yeah, Jude Bellingham looked really, really smart as well. And the ball, clever, doesn't panic. Um, so he's a good one to look out for. I'm not too sure how many minutes he's going to get. But if he does get the nod at some point, I'm sure he'll do a good job. Yeah, you know, you'll be used to that by now, not signing players from Man United. So, uh, you know, you shouldn't be too disheartened by that one. But as you're saying about Jude Bellingham, he's been absolutely brilliant every time he stepped on the pitch for England. And he's had a really, really nice season out in Germany with Borussia Dortmund. He's, um, you know, he's, he's definitely one that isn't expected to, to be in the starting eleven for every single game. But, you know, with the likes of Jordan Henderson just coming back from injury and, you know, not necessarily being 100% fit, would you be surprised if he's given, you know, the nod, maybe him side by side with someone like Declan Rice? To, to start, I'd be surprised, but it might obviously win the game management over the group stages. Uh, you know, in that third game, possibly or second game to her now, the first couple of games go, um, they might get an opportunity to get a run out and get some minutes. But I wouldn't expect him to play too much of a big part in there. Obviously, experience wise, it's going to be massive because he's one for the future. But, um, I think going back to obviously what Jack Grealish, his performance this morning and also against Austria. Looks the goods, doesn't he? Um, it's just whether Phil Foden can get in ahead of him or not, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick consensus, I think, because it's going to be quite, you know, interesting to see who, who everyone was sort of picked to start over one another. But if you had to choose one in the England lineup, and only one of them is going to start, we'll start with you, Matt. Grealish or Foden? Grealish. 
Jackie Grealish. Ollie, are you going to agree? I am, but only just. I think they're both quality on their day, but I'll take Grealish. Yeah, and what about you, Jack? Yeah, listen, I'll go Grealish just because of the city biased. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will ask you, Statman, just so you're not feeling left out, but don't don't mention a Belgian player, but out of Jack Grealish <laughs> and Phil Foden, who, who would you be picking to start? Oh, I, think, I think let's make it unanimous. It's, yeah, let's think- go with Grealish. Yeah, I think Jack Grealish for me as well. He's the one that, that's got to start ahead of Foden. But, you know, it's it's nice to have the options, isn't it, Ollie? You know, to be debating between players like Jack Grealish and Phil Foden, it's not exactly the worst problem to have in the world, is it? I'll tell you what, going into the World Cup in 2018, we were debating whether to have Ashley Young and Danny Rose at left back. <laughs> it's definitely a nicer debate going over Grealish or Foden, at, you know, up, up the other end of the field now. So, uh Look, yeah, it definitely is nice to have the options. And obviously we were saying, off air, we were saying, you know, it's a 26-man squad. Usually it's only 23. So we wouldn't even have these debates of who do we take over Trent. But even the players, all the players that were in the running, you've got likes of James Ward-Prowse. You've got, you know, who else do we have in there? Ben Godfrey, decent. Ben White, Jesse Lingard. They're all quality players. So it is nice to have the depth, definitely. Informed yeah. players, yeah. Informed players definitely. mainly, I think. Elliot's female that Joe Willock wasn't in the conversation. Yeah, you know, he probably deserved a little bit of a, of a shout, but um, probably wouldn't have taken him over the, the calibre of players that we've got there. But, you know, Ollie, you, you seem pretty delighted with the, with the Ben White shout more so than me, Jack and Matt. So, uh, you know, you sort of happy to see him included? I wouldn't say I'm delighted with it. I would have taken James Ward-Prowse myself, but I understand why he's done it. I understand why Southgate's done it. People are saying, oh, Southgate is clueless. What's he doing? But Ben White's a top defender. Ben White's a really good defender. Does he start over John Stones? No, he doesn't. But, you know, we've had the you know potential injury with Maguire and we might need someone to slot in. You'd think of the guys like Tyrone Mings and Connor Cody. You may say we may have too many centre-backs. Well, that might be true, but you know, you don't want to let injuries cost you. And Ben White, I think, is quality on his day. So I don't mind it. I would have gone with Ward Prowse if, you know, I was in charge. Obviously, I'm not. And there's a reason why I'm not. So uh, so I don't mind it. Well, uh, maybe maybe in a couple of years' time, mate, for the for the World Cup or, or the Euros in, in four years' time again, then uh, you'll be at the helm for England and you can take whoever you absolutely want to. So we'll be seeing a full Blackburn Rovers team and uh, England will get knocked out in the group stages. But no, that, that, that wraps up the um, the sort of the friendlies review for the, uh, the last friendlies before Euro 2020. So moving on now, and as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's been a lot of changes to a couple people's teams. And we'll start off with you, Jack. We'll go with you first and we'll just let you sort of talk us through any changes that you've made or the reasons why and the reasons behind it. So just take it away, mate. Yeah, um, listen, I think I'm on my about eighth draft team. Um, (laughs) Been making loads of changes. Um, Oh, look who's just arrived. Chris Reid, welcome to the room, mate. There he is. (laughs) <laughs> you you I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, fellas. Euro 2020 week, uh, you know. So let's have it. Let's uh, let's go. How's how's it in England at the minute, mate? Is everyone getting excited, getting up for it? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been scorching over the last few days. So I think people are rubbing their hands together over the uh, prospect of watching the Euros in the beer gardens. You know, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's heating up nicely, isn't it? Yeah, stars have sort of aligned with, with restrictions in England and everything, haven't they, with Euro 2020? So it's definitely going to be a, an absolute, you know, festival of football this summer over in England. But Jack, we'll just we'll 
just with... Yep, I'll, um, I don't know if your internet's going then, mate, but I'll... Um, I'll... <laughs> yeah, all good, mate. Um, yeah, so my team uh, obviously changed it around a few times. I got a bit of... Uh, Got a bit, a few messages from Reedy actually about my team. He was giving me a bit of banter about not having <laughs> enough superstars in there. But was I that think on Discord, Jack? Or? It was on our Discord channel, which yeah. you can join. Um, obviously, some more details will be that along nice. along the podcast, um, and we'll put that on the on the uh, show notes as they call them on the caption on online. Um, but yeah, so I was having a look at my, my team and got, I wanted to go from a team to a squad. So I think from my one, I've got substitutes in there who can, you know, make an impact and probably will start for the, for the countries or just question mark over Moreno. But um, within the team itself, three five two at the minute, Casper Schmeichel still in the pipes. He was one of my first picks. Uh, he got another clean sheet this morning as well um, for for Denmark. Um, Three at the back, a couple of Belgian plays in there. Just question mark over Mounier, whether he's going to... He did play a friendly last week, didn't play this morning. Um, I think he will start. He's been pretty much a good starter for, for Belgium over, over the last couple of years. Um, Denea, uh, looking good in there. Statman mentioned. Wijdal, um, uh, Wijdal, who, who can name this one? Wijdal, he's, he's from AZ, isn't he? Yeah, Win, yeah what's called? Wijdal. 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 But I think he's been starting over Patrick van Arnholt um, last couple last couple of games as well. So I've put him in there. Great value. Um, looking good. And then more playing the fixtures. Alaba's got the call up in there at the moment just because I think he'll, they've got a good fixture, um, obviously against Macedonia. Um, and then the midfield, loving Berardi. I think he looks good. I watched him for Italy. Looks really good. Uh, Wijnaldum as well for... Netherlands, he's got great form in his last, uh, he's got eight goals in the last seven or vice versa. Still unbelievable considering he does nothing for Liverpool. He's somehow managed to blag a move to PSG as well. I think uh, they've snapped it from Barca. Uh, Ferran Torres and Yotta. I think. Yeah, uh, Ferran Torres and Yotta, absolutely unbelievable in the Premier League. We know what they can do um, when they've played. Torres looked in good form as well. Uh, and then obviously Ronaldo, Pulls on the heartstrings, got him up top. Um, just debating whether Depay or him. Uh, I think I might move Ronaldo out after this game, after round one, after the first group game, and then um, bring someone like Depay. But now he look, he's looking or not too sure yet. And then Harry Kane, of course, stick him up top. So yeah, that's my teammate. Sorry for talking on for too long, but yeah, at least I'm quite I'm quite happy. I'm nearly there. I don't. I think one or two maybe changes before deadline day, but I think I'm there or thereabouts. No, absolutely, mate. And it's very interesting to see that you've gone with sort of players that are going to be quite capable off the bench as well. You know, Moreno and Spinozola aren't exactly, you know, the the, the basement boys of, of price-wise. So it's, is, is that sort of a strategy that you think you're going to be implementing, sort of not just putting all your, your money into your first team and maybe having something on the bench so you can fall back on it because of the, the substitutions and stuff? Yeah, because of the manual subs kind of ruling that's in there, I think you've got to have a squad in here. You can't just have a first team, first 11. You've got to have a bit of depth in your squad for me. Um, so I think that's what that's how that's kind of looking. And I think I'll, I'll be seeing what everyone's other draft picks are looking like. You know, if there's any other little picks in there that I could steal off or potentially look at and, and change up. But I think they're, yeah, like I said, they're thereabouts in the bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Reedy, do you reckon you've had the influence on Jack here? He's, he's got Ronaldo and Kane up top. You know, you say, talking about superstars, they're, they're the superstars that he's going to be wanting in his team that you're telling him he needs. Is that, what you, is that what you wanted to see, Reedy? Is that what you wanted to see, mate? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is looking better. 
No, it is looking better up top, and I think uh, I think most people are going to have a high price forward, you know, or striker in there, um, you know, and realistically, it, it makes sense to captain a goal scorer, you know. So in fantasy football, as we all know, leadership attributes don't matter, you know, when you when you're picking your captain, and uh, the player who's who's made captain, they'll have their their points tally doubled. Um, so make sure, obviously, that you put the armband on the player who'll score the highest. Um, so yeah, so like I say, good good little forward line. I think he does need to make a few tweaks there, but he's, yeah, he's still got a few days to do that. So so we'll see. Yeah, we, we definitely will do so. He's sort of mentoring you towards your, your Euro 2020 jack. But um, Yeah, I think he's forgetting where he finished in the... Uh, in his, in his <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, listen, we, we're all, we're all um, you know, we're, we're all capable of having a blip, as as you know. So, for 38 weeks, mate. <laughs> as long as the transfer the, the transfer trigger's not a which which that's dead and buried now. You know, fantasy season's over. I've made enough transfers. I'm fully aware of how obviously uh, this one works. It's uh, it's it's you have to be a lot more sort of prude pruder with the prudent prudent your team, I should say really, uh, by swapping informed players and moving the deadwood. So it's uh, you know, it's it's basically it's a tournament, isn't it? So it's completely different to your your average weekly weekly football. Um, you know, where often a wild card player will you know, rise to prominence, should we, should we say, really? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, thank you for, for that, Jack. It just shows, you know, everyone's sort of making changes at the minute. And, you know, if, if Reedy's telling you've got to get the superstars in, then everyone watching along, you know, you've got to get your superstars in. But we'll move on to your team now, Matt. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, we don't think you've made any changes yet, have you, mate? Nah, but I'm definitely going to be. Um, obviously, I've looked at, uh, been on the app, I've looked at a few players. Um, you this know, one's there's, yours, there's... isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. Um, Job no, there's a couple. Uh... <laughs> you know what? He, he might come out. I think um, De Bruyne's coming out, you know, missing that first game. I, I can't keep him in there. So he'll come out. Um, again, probably will come out. Uh, he's got a good international record, but um, there's a few other players that have caught my eye. Uh, in these friendlies, um, Keza, um, you know, it's 50 50 at the moment with him as well, um, just as to whether he's going to start or not. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be making changes. Um, you know, I'm looking at Ericsson, uh, from uh, from Denmark, he's got a great record, uh, for the Danes. I've got three games at home as well, so you know, he might go in there. Uh, front three's more than likely going to stay the same. Lukaku, good international record, Kane. Although I've had a few people try to twist my arm about removing Kane, um, you know, and going with Depay, uh, you know, because the crochet game is quite a tough fixture. Um, but look, I'm, I'm going to keep him. And then uh, Ronaldo, I think he's got to be in there against Hungary. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is one that, you know, a lot of people have gone with. Other people choose sort of Mbappe over him. But, you know, you're, you're favouring Ronaldo, Matt? Yeah, I just think that fixture... Um, it's actually a home game, I think, for Hungary. It's going to be played um, in their home stadium. So, you know, that might you know, make a bit of a difference. But, um, yeah, was it Euro 2016 he scored a back heel against Hungary? Was that the fixture or am I, am I getting it wrong? I'm not too sure, mate. I, I definitely remember a back heel. If, you, if you've plucked that yeah. one out of nowhere, then absolutely fair play to you. If someone can get working on behind <laughs> the scenes now just to find Statman, out if that is true. Statman Dave. Statman yeah. Dave should just know off the top of his head, shouldn't he? And he's got a... Um, I think Ronaldo's international records, his goals are all against the smaller nations. He doesn't tend to 
kind of score against you know the Germanys or the um, you know the Frances of this world, but against the smaller oh, sides. Are, 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 Spain, are Spain a big Spain team? Are a, or Spain not? are a small side yeah, now because he scored a hat trick against them in the World Cup, didn't he? So. <laughs> oh yeah, then. But if you look at his overall, his overall. Exactly. I think if, if you're looking at the fixtures, he, he's in for the Hungary game for me. But then Germany and France. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, similar know. to where I was at, Guru. Yeah. I think, um, just questioning that, but I think I think also it's relevant with Harry Kane as well. Just that Croatia game, even though you want him in there, it's mm. um it's a big game in it, and hopefully England can step up and not too defensive and don't kill it. So I think yeah. question marks over Ronaldo for the latter two games uh, of the group stage, and then Harry Kane for that first one. You know, I think that's what I was thinking as well, but. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. And we have got confirmation from VAR there from our very own Statman Dave that the backhill goal was in fact against Hungary. So, uh, okay. you know, hats off to you there, Matt. You know, Knowledge. you managed to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, fair play to you. And John McGinn, you spoke about him a fair bit. You think you're the only one here that's gone with John McGinn. You, you know, you is George want to care to explain? You know, the thought process behind that. Yeah, set pieces, you know, pens, free kicks. He's got a really good record at international level. And, you know, you sometimes get those players that you know, when they're the, the main man, they, um, you know, they carry their nation. And, you know, John McGinn's one of those. Gareth Bell's another as well. You know, I've got him in, in the back of my mind for, for this fantasy league too. So, you know, you get those those players that carry their nation and he's one of them. But, yeah, whether or not he'll stay, you know, we'll, we'll see at the end of the week. Yeah, and I'm a bit disappointed, mate, that none of your drafts have involved your man Gundogan just yet. But, um, you know, if you are a, a viewer of the FPL podcast, you'll know about Matt's man crush on Ilkay Gundogan this season. So, um, is he, you know, he's sort of fairly decently priced and, you know, he's sort of going to be expected to start for Germany. So, is he one that's going to be on your radar, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I guess it depends where, um, you know, they decide to play him. If he gets that advanced role that he got with City, then, um, you know, definitely got to be in with a shout. But if he's a bit deeper... Um, yeah, tricky, tricky one. All depends on uh, you know his position, but maybe in the knockouts, maybe in the knockout stages, if they make yeah, it through. Plenty, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? That the group of death, you never really know. But um, it would be weird for you to not go with your man Gundogan in one of your teams. You've got to have him and your man Harry Kane for the whole tournament, in my opinion. But um, you know, your team's your team. You got to do what you got to do to try and win. But um, we'll move on to your team now, Ollie. And am I right in saying that you as well haven't really made any changes yet? Uh, look, no, I haven't. I've got a lot of changes to have to make, though, that I'm just working out how to do it. Um, obviously, De Bruyne has got to go. Um, I've got to make myself a squad, but I'll obviously do that over the, the next few days. Obviously, my front three is set in stone. There's no way that's changing, you know, unless there's an injury there. Um, I'm happy with most of that team. Um, I'm going to go down from De Bruyne. I'm not sure who to, but I'm going to downgrade him, and that's probably how I'll make the rest of my squad. So just modest little downgrade and then upgrade my bench and I should be set to go because I'm happy with most of that team. Yeah, and are you going to you gonna stick with Jack's man, Bruno? Yeah, definitely. I think people call him a penalty merchant and he does score a lot of pens and obviously, you know, with Ronaldo, he won't be on penalties but he's an incredible player outside of penalties and, you know, Jack will obviously know that being a Man United fan um, but he's an incredible player. Top scoring FPL by Country Mile and 100%. Is it is it nice to hear that Jack that he's not just a pen merchant from from the great manager of England, Ollie Walker Peel? It was uh, Mr. Worldwide. Thank you for that. I think um, listen, Bruno was great, obviously, but I've actually obviously you would have recognised I took him out of my team just to get a bit more value in a squad, and I think that's where the difficult bit with that balance, which Ollie will obviously come to play with in the next couple of days, 
I would have Bruno in there all day. It's just that value over the squad is tough to keep him in there. Yeah, and, and who do you think is going to be leading the uh, the chances to get into your team when you remove Kevin De Bruyne? Or are you going to look for maybe a, a, a Belgian player again and maybe someone like Eden Hazard? Uh, he's one I definitely won't be going for, which might surprise <laughs> a lot of people. I've seen that one pop Brutal. up. No, um, look, Thorgan. maybe... <laughs> Maybe if it, oh, Thor, I'd, I'd, I'd have a look at Thorgan. Again, I won't go with him, but I'd go with Thorgan over Eden at the moment. I think Eden Hazard might be one later in the tournament if he decides to do something. If he decides to uh, to shift the bit of weight that he's been putting on and scoring some goals, then possibly. But um, but no, he's a great player, Eden Hazard. Like, you're not wrong. He's a, he's a great He'd be, be very pleased to hear that off you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't need the future manager of it. I'm not going to manage England. Am I realistically? But um, imagine that though. Morning under 18s manager, mate. I've been getting. I'm run beaten there, so it's a good start to the CV. But um, no, uh, playing football manager. Let's just play. Let's just play. Uh, well, mate, you you will be the one playing football manager at the end of this league, mate. Um, when uh, when I inevitably, or I say inevitably, hopefully when the paid one, but the Bruyne for me will be the one to go. Uh, Zacharyan on my bench as well will also go. Um, I just want to create a balance. So most of that team, like I said, I'm fairly happy with. Let's see what it can do. Yeah, you have to try and get you know your favourite player from England, Ben White, in as much as you were raving about him before and how he should be in the England squad. You're definitely going to be wanting to look at him, Ollie. But we'll uh, we'll move on to another man who who this time has made a lot of changes to his team. He says because of you know the the lockdown here and a lot of free time on his hands. So uh, Statman Dave, you know you, you you spoke last week about um the, your team, but you've made a lot of changes now. So would you like to to walk us through? And I am wrong saying that Matt was the only person with John McGinn and his team because you have got no, him that's, that's not my <laughs> team. I'll bring it up in a second. Dave, you just carry on, mate. Sorry, two seconds. Uh, so yeah, a few of the changes I made today. I, I bought in um, Wimbledon for uh, for Frankie Dion uh, just as a because of the bit more of an attacking role that he plays. Um, and you know he scored eight goals in the in his seven appearances, I think, in the lead up. So he's, he's a goal scoring threat from the midfield. Um, the backs is probably where I've made I've made a couple of changes. So I've, I've taken out Van Arnholt for uh, Blind, and then uh, Denier, who seems to be Denier, who seems to be in a few of your teams as well. I uh, brought him in for Kufal as well, just more of a as a longer term option probably than Kufal. Yeah, and you've got to have some some Belgian players in there. Obviously, you was a massive, massive Belgian fan. So Danea, he's 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 cheap, isn't he? So he's he's one that's in my team that we'll get onto in a minute. But um, you know, he's sort of going to be pretty nailed on to start for Belgium. So you're expecting sort of a lot of clean sheet points from him. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he's been playing plenty of minutes as well, and he had the assist uh, in that in that game against Croatia as well. So potentially, he's got some points outside of the clean sheets as well. Yeah, he definitely looks like one that a lot of um, Euro fantasy managers should be looking at for their teams. But we haven't managed to get his team up on the screen now, so we'll just move on to mine ever so quickly and we'll go through my team if we can possibly do that, Jack. And that's oh, definitely Matt's yours, team yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will move on to this now. And, you know, I have actually made some changes after I sent you this. I've just realised I, I haven't gone with Andy Robertson. But, um, you know, the, the team hasn't changed too much. I, uh, I got rid of Harry Maguire for Carl Walker because, you know, there's a lot of uh, question marks over Harry Maguire. And if he's going to be fit to start, you know, Ollie's man Ben White might get the nod over him instead. So, you know, we'll just have to see 
with that one. But I also got rid of um, rid of Mason Mount for Jack Grealish. I just think that Grealish is pretty, you know, nailed on to start, and he's going to be getting fouled a lot. And you know, in this game, you get you get points for winning penalties, which I think is a bit a bit silly. But um, you know, if Grealish is in the box, he's known to dive quite a bit. So um, hopefully, he's getting more winning the penalties for me. Uh, you know, this side of it now instead of getting the yellow cards. But um, no, hopefully, you know, he 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 should be starting over Mason Mount in my opinion as well. So. You know, set pieces, goals, assists, he's got it all. So, um, yeah, I'm just sort of favouring him over Mason Mountain. And I think if you've got Mason Mountain in your team, I think it's worth that that 0.5 extra to upgrade to Jack Grealish. But, um, you know, that's just my opinion. And then I also went to uh, Diogo Jota as well, who's got that, that game against Hungary. And um, I'm not too sure what I'll do with him after this game, but I just fancied him for this game for some reason. I've, yeah. I've taken taken De Bruyne out and I've just got a feeling about Portugal in this game. I think they're going to want to make an impact straight away and just show the rest of their group that, you know, they're not here to mess around and finish third. They're here to to make business. And I think that they'll, they'll gel well together. And I think, you know, they could score three or four in that game. And Yotta, Jack spoke about him before and Ferran Torres about how good they've been this season. So, you know, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with the uh, the, the Portugal backing Jack, and you know, we, we, we'll both be hoping that they can score three or four. Then, won't we? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think I think he's a, he's a spot on choice. Um, look, he's got a great record with Portugal. I think he's got six, six uh, nine in nineteen. I think it is at international level. So he's definitely been bagging goals, um, Yotta, and I think that Hungary fixture does look very inviting um, with him and Ronaldo hopefully getting amongst it. Uh, and they're, they're the two that score the majority of the goals as well for Portugal. Like, I think it's Jao Felix has only scored like one or two goals at international level and he's, what, a hundred million pound striker. Um, so I think, um, yeah, relying on them. So good choice in there. I love the Grealish shout as well. He's, um, yeah, like I said, most foul player in the Premier League last year, I think he was, and he's uh, last two years. Um, so he's definitely one to get the opportunities for England and get those set pieces um, and create the opportunities. So yeah, good, good combo in midfield. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Thank you very much. And I've just remembered who I have taken out for Andy Robertson. I've gone for Thomas Munir as well as I can't remember which one of you it was. I think it was you, Jack, as well again. That went with him. So, uh, you know, the double up on Belgium, which the triple up on Belgium, but the double up on the Belgium defence, which Statman Dave will be delighted to hear that sort of... um, you know, that'll, that'll, fingers crossed, they'll get me a lot of a uh, lot of defensive points and Lukaku can do the business for me at the top end of the field. But um, yeah, that's sort of my team. Obviously, it's going to be subject to change. You know how it is. Teams change all the time before the start of the season. So it'll just be interesting. And um, for one of the first times on the Euro podcast, definitely, we'll go through your team, Reedy. And this is one that we didn't get to see last week. So we don't know if you've made any changes recently, but just take us through your team. Really, that isn't your team, is it? That's Ollie's team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nightmare with the graphics tonight. I'll, uh, it won't be long. I'll try. I'll try and quickly make it now. <laughs> Could you remember much off the top of your head, Reedy? He's, he's got triple up with Switzerland. That's all we know. <laughs> he's on mute. He's on, he's on mute. mute. Reedy, you're on mute. I, I am on mute, to you mate. Apologies, about that, boys. It's all going. It's all going wrong today, isn't it? I think we're all allowed that way. A few tech issues, but um, no, my my teams. Um, I'm not sure if I've got any, have I got any Swiss players in there? I have one or two, one or two maybe, but they're not starters. You know what I mean? I know I've raved about the Swiss a little bit in the, uh, in the Discord there, but um, you know my my team basically. I'll run through it very quick. It's Chesney in there. I've got uh, Cancelo at the back oh. with uh, Kufal and Bednarak, I think. Uh, then you've got Bruno Fernandez. Chiesa, uh, David Alaba, uh, Marcus Lorente in the midfield. Up top, Ronaldo, Mbappe and Mobley. 
so we haven't changed much, as I say, similar to Matt, really. I haven't really made any transfers or any changes yet, um, but I will be for 100%. I've not really watched many friendly games either. I've not watched much football lately, which is which is rare for me. Um, so you it's guys not, probably got one break in it. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm having an extended break, you know, after the Premier League season and, and you know, Liverpool's tough season. So we won't go into that. That's a story. That's a story for another day, mate. You'll, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll touch on that another time. But um, yeah, as I say, uh, there's plenty of changes. I think people are going to make. Let's be honest. No one's team's uh, a finished article yet. Um, but for me personally, I'll definitely be uh, poaching a few a few uh, players there and keeping an eye out on, you know, some uh, some of the info you can you can get online. Really, that's the best way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And Kylian Mbappe, Cristiano Ronaldo and Shiro Mobile, you know, you spoke to Jack about having your superstars. I think it's safe to say that your forward line there is, is your superstar position. So uh, what, what's made you pick those three? Oh, well, you, you just look at you just look at goals in their leagues. Um, and I know you can I know you can say that, you know, the likes of Liga where Mbappe has been is it's not the most competitive in Europe. But he still he still scores a lot of goals and gets those assists. He's electric, as we all know. I mean, he's proved that in the tournament previously. Uh, if you look at Immobile, his his league form in the Serie A is is brilliant. It's been brilliant. And Ronaldo speaks for itself. Really, he's done it in all on all the top leagues and on all the big stages, uh, especially come comes to tournaments as well. I think I think he had a bit of a blinder against Hungary, one of the other tournaments, a couple of tournaments ago or something. He's got an unreal free kick and whatnot. Um, or oh, against Spain as well, actually. Um, so yeah, I could say all these all these strikers they have their own these reasons why they're in there because they're, they're, they're top predators when it comes to scoring goals. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And if you do want to get involved with the Discord, as we were talking before about the Switzerland, you can you can keep in touch with us and listen to Reedy talk about all his favourite Swiss players and how much of a great country they are. You've got to head to <laughs> esportslive.com.au and you can get the Discord links there. And you can also read, you know, articles that are going to be published from from the guru himself and myself coming out in the next couple of days. Matt's already got one up. Matt, do you just want want to give us like a quick little rundown of what you wrote? Yeah, so uh, just doing some some articles for uh, obviously the tournament and uh, first one uh, just about under the radar nations and I've, I've picked Spain as a country I think are going to be one to watch. You know they've kind of gone under the radar for this tournament. There's, there's been previous tournaments and you talk about your favourites and you know Spain are normally in your top three. Um, but I'd probably say for this tournament, you know, you're looking at France, uh, Belgium. Um, probably wouldn't even put Spain sort of in that top two or three. So um, they're definitely going under the radar. They got you know, three home matches. Um, they've got some really good talent in there. Um, you know, they've dropped some big players, but, um, you know, they've been able to, to replace them with people like Laporte. Um, you know, there's Ferran Torres in there, you know, a good young prospect, um, Moreno. Um, yeah, so real talented squad, and I think they're, they're one to watch. So have a read if you haven't, and, um, you know, let me know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll have a, an article published about England and what sort of assets I think you should be going for from them as, you know, as an England fan, I probably have a little bit more insight than I do with them than Matt probably would with, with Spain and stuff like that. But you've also got one coming out on Denmark in the coming days as well, mate, don't you? Yeah, Denmark. So a uh, bit of a preview. They've got three home games. Um, so I'm really, yeah, <laughs> really big on the... Uh, the nations that have got you know host nations i think that's going to be really big and you know, real critical for the euro fantasy league as well and i think a lot of people are you know they're not 
Um, you know, they're picking their teams and not quite thinking about the, you know, the players that have got these home games. And, um, you know, Denmark have got three of them. Um, they've got a pretty nice group. Um, they've had some good results and friendly. So they're going to be writing a, you know, an article about them and, uh, and a couple of their players. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, thank you very much for all the work you're doing, helping out everyone in the FPL community. So I definitely go and give them a read. Absolutely brilliant article published by the, the guru himself. So, uh, yeah, as I've said, go and give it a read. And that wraps up the uh, our draft teams as of, as of you know, Monday night. So I'm sure they'll change before the Euros. But uh, that wraps up the, the draft team section. So moving on now to the final segment of the podcast, we spoke about sort of like awards last week and stuff like that. But this week we've got, you know, our golden boot winner, our, our winner of the tournament. And we've picked an under the radar player each. We're not sure if you've got one for us, Reedy, but we'll come to you last after everyone. So we will start with you, Matt, as the golden boot winner. I think I've got a, a, a guess as to who you're going to say, and he's probably going to be similar to a lot of people, a player that's going to be on a lot of people's minds. But who, who have you gone with? Yeah, Golden Boot's got to be Kane, Harry Kane for me. I've already put a bet on it, so um, yeah, I'm gonna gonna put him there. So it's pending on how England do, but um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Golden Boot for Harry Kane. I'd say. Yeah, he's already he dreamed about Kane lifting this trophy. Hasn't he? He's already dreamed it. <laughs> <laughs> the other trophy he lifts in his career. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Every single night, that's what the guru dreams of is some Harry Kane glory at Spurs. But um, we're not too sure if that will happen. But Ollie, are you, are you back in Harry Kane for the golden boot? As an Englishman, of course I am. If England yeah. win, if England don't win the trophy, then I think they'll win something with uh, with Harry Kane lifting the golden boot for the second international tournament in a row. Obviously, he won it at the World Cup and I think he'll follow suit here as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, are you going to you going to break the break the chain here and disagree? Surely not as an England fan. No, not for me. I think Hurricane is the man. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna be bagging. He's, I don't, I can feel it. <laughs> Absolutely, mate, love it. And Reedy, as the uh, the fourth resident Englishman on the podcast that we've gone to so far, you better not break the chain either. You better be going with the Guru's man, Harry Kane, for the Golden Boot. You know, I love to throw a little uh, curveball and uh, break the chain in there, Elliot. So for me, it's uh, it's gonna have to be uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I just think. He's just going to absolutely tear it up. I know we've got Mbappe as well. I'd love to say Kane, but I am wary about that Croatia game, you know, and it being a bit dull or potentially being a difficult game. So that does sway me towards uh, Cristiano. Yeah, and you back Ronaldo over, over Mbappe? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Portugal have some real, real, you know, top talents in there, some exciting players. Uh, you know, France are just as good, but... Portugal really and I think Ronaldo with it being potentially the last tournament that he might play you never know he might play the right. probably he's got, he's got two Cup more in him yet he's, he'll probably play the World Cup yeah he probably will probably be playing until he's 50 to be honest but um, yeah uh, I, I fancy him yeah, now that now that the chain's been broken, we can we can go straight to Statman who's probably not going to pick Harry Kane either so who have you gone with mate? <laughs> No, I think um, Lukaku is probably my pick. I think he's one of the, the form strikers in the world at the moment. And I think Belgium are going to be going pretty deep in the tournament. Um, so, yeah, he'd be my pick at the moment. Yeah, that's definitely a fair shout. And just to, you know, make it sway in, in Harry Kane's favour a little bit, I will also go with 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 uh, the guru's man Harry Kane as the golden boot winner for Euro 2020 you can call me biased all you want not really bothered by it probably am absolutely but um, you know I spoke a lot about Jack Grealish before winning penalties and 
you know, if you think about all the penalties Harry Kane got at, at the World Cup, then, you know, double that now with the players that we've got, you know, attacking. So, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be my pick for, for the golden boot. And if we can make it into, well, fairly far into the competition, I think, you know, it's sort of his to lose at this minute. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting because he sort of looks to be playing a little bit deeper these days, Matt, doesn't he? And trying to get a few more, get involved in the playmaking is not so much the finishing. So it'll be an interesting one, do you reckon? Yeah, he does play a lot deeper, you know, he likes to get the assist as well. But I think, like you said, um, you know, penalty kicks are going to be big in this tournament. VAR, you know, it's all over the place, um, you know, and I think it will be all over the place again in this in this Euros. And he'll grab a few pens and, you know, steal a couple of, couple of goals for England. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to cashing in. Yeah, we've all got images of Harry Kane lifting uh, lifting the Euros up, so uh, we'd all love to see that. But who have you gone with as, as your winner of the tournament, Matt? It's, you know, we've said Harry Kane for the golden boot. You're not going to go with England to win it as well, are you? No, no. I'd like to say <laughs> I'd like to say England, but you know, I think if I'm being realistic and looking at the squads and looking at the other nations, um, you know, it's hard to not back the French. Um, you know, really good squad. Obviously won that 2018 World Cup, made the final of the Euros in 2016. And, you know, they're going through that cycle at the moment where, you know, every country kind of has a cycle. Um, and this is theirs. And I think um, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the team I've got to back. Yeah, absolutely. Can't it. disagree there. Ollie, who, who have you gone with, mate? Look, my head says England. Um, we were obviously going through that predictor the other day and it's not the amount of games, like the, t- the tough games that we've got coming up, presumably, if the you know if it goes the way we think it's going to go. I think we can win it, though I'm not going to say that... Then I'm, I'm not going to say we will. I don't think they're my pick. I'm also going to go with France. Um, I think the team that they've got is absolutely unreal. It's scary, isn't it? You know, the look at the likes of, you know... You got going forward. You have got Kylian Mbappe, who's absolutely brilliant, absolute pace merchant. Got likes of um, you know even like Antoine Griezmann, Karim Benzema. You know all these players they've got, and then in the midfield you've got the likes of Ingolo Kante at the back. You know obviously the port couldn't break in. He's had to switch nationality. You know with the amount of players that they've got at the back there, France. So I think France are going to win it, but hopefully it's England. Yeah, I think that really just exonerates, you know, how good of a team France have got when players like Imeric Laporte can't get into the team and they've got to go to to a different nation. I think that really just, you know, really shows how good of a team that they've got. But Jack, are you going to be in agreement with France again? Can't do it, lads. I'll um, I'll, I'll stick with England. It's, it's happening. <laughs> England, they're going all the way, boys. Coming home. I yeah, think. That's... Listen, I think sometimes you've like there's going to be a lot of luck. Uh, needed on the route, you know. If France finish top, uh, England get Portugal. I mean, how hard how hard is this going to be? Or they get Germany? Um, you know, finishes runners up if we finish top. So it's going to be tough, you know. Um, but I think obviously a lot of luck needed, and if looks on our side, which hope it is, then England England are going to ride it all the way, boys. Yeah, that's the, that's the attitude that we like to hear from you, Jack. It's uh, you know a little less depressing than listening to Ollie and, and Matt go on about France. But, um, oh, wait yeah. till you get to Chris Reed. <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it away, Reedy. I've got to go with the Swiss, haven't I, boys? You know, <laughs> pull it off. <laughs> it's great people. No, Ollie, what no. a great, what a great country. Just, just lovely people. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Lovely people. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers would say, you know, beautiful human being and all that, you know. So, uh, <laughs> no, 
if I'm going to be, if I'm going to obviously be uh, serious and pick someone, um, France, France for the like the lads said at the beginning, great shout. Um, I just don't want them to win it again. You know what I mean? I think we all want England to obviously win. We all we'd love it. It'd be amazing. Um, and I don't really want France to win it, even though they're so good. So I'm gonna pick. So I'm just gonna pick someone different, and I'm just gonna go with uh, with Spain. I'm just gonna throw it out there. You know what I mean? I think they're good oh. enough. Um, it's it's whether Laporte's obviously come in. You mentioned that Ollie and stuff. Um, and I think they've got a good mixture of players. It's just whether they can gel together. No Real Madrid players in there, obviously, which is a big, big call. Um, but I'll go Spain. And I think as well, as you were touching upon there, Jack, about England and the whole group thing, I did see it was a, if we finish second, we get Germany and this, that and the other. But I have seen somewhere lately that apparently if we do actually finish second, we'll play um, one of the teams in group, is it Group E? Uh, so either Spain, Sweden, Slovakia or Poland. I don't know if this is true, 100%. Just well, spreading rumours on the pod. If we win, this, if we win our group, if we win our group, it's second out of you know group the, of death. The group of death, as I call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, realistically, we, we probably want to finish second, but you want to win every game. So it's it's a difficult thing to really uh, to do. You know, sounds like you're the best team. The best team kind of mentality that wanting to finish second. <laughs> <laughs> but I was about to say, if you. You're the best team. You're the best team. You beat anyone. You beat everyone. Yeah. You know, you you, yeah. you win the tournament. So it doesn't really matter. You know, we love these big games regardless. But you know, a few Englishmen, I think, will be sneakily thinking, "I hope we finish second, You know, but we'll see. So the five countries yeah. that you reeled off, then, mate, are you going for Spain or? I'm going for Spain, mate. I'm going for Spain. Spaniel, vamos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have we'll have Spanish lessons with Radio Weekly for a different podcast as well as soon as they start. <laughs> we'll have to see. But um, we'll move on to you now, Statman David. Are you are you going to go with your country, Belgium? Uh, yeah, I will. I think like looking into their form that today, especially some of their stats, they've been pretty impressive in the lead up, and there's they've got a pretty experienced back end as well, uh, one of the best keepers in the world, and then they've got. You know, plenty of old hats in defence that'll keep plenty of clean sheets. The only concern, I suppose, is around that midfield with De Bruyne and Hazard and how much game time they're going to get. You know, if they play plenty of game time late in the tournament, then then I don't see anyone beating them. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, it's a bit boring, but I've got to agree with Ollie and Matt. I think that the French are just going to be a bit too powerful for everyone at this competition. I think it's too early for, for England to sort of make their stance on where they're going to want to be competing for a couple of years to come. But, um, yeah, I think that the French is who it's going to be for me. You know, you look at the players that they start with and then you look at their bench and it's, you know, they've just got they can field two two starting 11s and still beat most teams in the world absolutely comfortably and you look at the list of players that they haven't called up and it's just ridiculous how much youth and you know great players that they've got that they could call up so it's it's going to be an interesting one but i think it's going to be boring and i think that the france are going to win it not not comfortably i think they'll be challenged but um yeah, I think I think they'll win it, and I think you know Karim Benzema is one that we haven't really discussed much on on the podcast, but I think he's going to be quite important for them, and I think he'll do quite well. Obviously, he hasn't been called up too much in his in his career, but um, yeah, I think you know Giroud's Giroud's a great player for them, but um, I think Benzema is going to give them that sort of cutting edge that is going to get them over the line, and I think you know they'll, they'll be the winners of Euro 2020. I think, boys, but um, as we've all decided there, that's so that's three for France, one for Spain one for Belgium and then one for England. So we can, fingers crossed that Jack's right. And um, 
Yeah, hopefully me, Matt and Ollie are as far wrong as we can be. But we'll move on to the last sort of award now. And we're going to go for it. We're going to name an under the radar player each. And we'll start with you, Matt. And you mentioned him before and you've, you've had him in your FPL team at, a lot of times this season as well. He's been, you know, in, in and about of your team and your draft teams and everything like that. He's been discussed a lot on the podcast as a differential on FPL. So, you know, he's made his way over onto the, the Euro side of things. So go with who you've got, mate. Yeah, look, from a fantasy league perspective, it's going to be Che Adams, uh, you know, the uh, the token Englishman in the Scotland squad, or actually probably one of many England players in the, in the, in the Scotland squad. Um, yeah, he's done well since he's uh, you know had the call-up to play for them and um, you know, a couple of good fixtures more early on Czech Republic. Um, you know, and then he plays against England. He knows what it's like playing against these Premier League players. Um, I think he's a good shout um, as a third forward option. And could go under the radar. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I definitely think he's one to look at as well. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be on a lot of Euro fantasy managers' minds, I would imagine. We'll move on to you now, Ollie. And who have you who have you picked as your your one to fly under the radar? Yeah, it's another striker, and I can't believe I'm saying he's going to fly under the radar. And I'm shooting myself in the foot here because of his low ownership. Eight percent of managers on Chiro Mobile Eight, and for me, that's far too low. I've got him myself. He just scores goals for fun over in Italy, doesn't he? He's with Lazio at the moment. He just bags goals. 8% ownership. More people need him. And I'm one that, you know, it's one that I'm pretty happy to have. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one that's, you know, they haven't got the most difficult group as well. So if you look at it like that, you know, goal scoring striker, not the most difficult group in the world. Italy unbeaten in, you know, what were we saying before? 28 games or something. So it's looks like it's going to be a fairly nice recipe for, for a good tournament and a nice summer for Chiro Mobile, doesn't it, Ollie? Yeah, I think Italy, you know, we haven't even mentioned them in the, you know, teams that could go on and win it. They're coming in probably with the best form out of any team coming into the tournament. Or oh, There's something like, what, is it 27 or 28 unbeaten at the moment. So, yeah, they'll be right up there as well. And I think Chiro Mobile could have a big hand to play in that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll move on to yours now, Jack. And I've just seen who you've put in. And as someone that wasn't back in France, you've definitely gone for a Frenchman. So <laughs> make it away with who you've gone with, mate. George, just thinking then, I was like, no, no one talks about him. He's not the main, he doesn't seem to be the main man. Definitely goes under the radar. But Antoine Griezmann from for France, he's, um, you know, he was top goal scorer in Euro 2016. He was runner-up to Harry Kane in 2018 in the World Cup. He's probably obviously um, a bit quieter when you've got all the other big names in there now, but and Benzema coming back in. But he's a guy who scores goals. He plays for one of the best clubs in the world. Why, why wouldn't he be up there? So and he's only he's only shipping the Euro fantasy um, now. He's three percent. Um, he is quite expensive in there, so you do have to obviously consider your options in there. But proven goal scorer on the big on the big stage. Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but I sent it to Ollie a little bit earlier on France's national team's uh, Twitter page. He, he uses Newcastle on football manager. So that's the most important <laughs> stat that he's got. And he's, he's won it all, apparently. <laughs> he's up to year 2027 with a tune and he's still banging on as the best manager. So, uh, Antoine, whenever you want to retire, mate, you can happily take Steve Bruce's job. So, uh, you know, we'll get you we'll get you up north. So uh, we'll be delighted with that one. But um, no, Jack, he's definitely, definitely one. You know, you look at three percent there and that's just absolutely insane for a player as good mm. as him isn't it yeah it's absolutely ridiculous now obviously France are in that difficult group aren't they so I think it's going to be a, I wasn't obviously big very keen on France because I think there's going to be a lot of low scoring games in, the, in those group stages you know with against Germany and Portugal maybe the Hungary they can grab a few but I do think anyone who can come out he's going to uh, everyone's going to be thinking about Mbappe Benzema in that team and 
there you go, Griezmann might uh, sneak in and be a top top boy again. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not sure if you've got one for us, Reedy, but have, have you managed to pick a, an under-the-radar player that you think is going to tear it up at Euro 2020? I've got about 10, mate, but we haven't got all that time in the world to discuss it. You know, um, but no, in all seriousness, um, Depay is one that's been mentioned, uh, but it's not him. Uh, it's Kai Havertz. And I know I've mentioned about the Germans and people not having them in the in their teams and the group of death. So it's, it's really a tricky one, that one. But I don't know. He just obviously, he scored that goal for Chelsea in the Champions League final. Um, he started sort of um, getting into a bit of form, come back into the season. Tuchel seemed to be putting him in the right position and stuff like that. And I think if the Germans sort of aren't as bad as maybe what we're, we're thinking he might be, um, I think Havertz, you never know. I think he might relish the chance of uh, scoring a few goals for them. So I'll say Kai Havertz for me. Yeah, absolutely. He's on 2%, 2% ownership as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's that, probably probably going to be a, a midfield playing up towards up towards striker as well. So he's definitely a really good shout. But we'll move on to you now, Statman. And who have you managed to pick? Uh, so I've gone with uh, someone who just I just bought in today, which is uh, Wendeldon. Uh, so he's uh, <laughs> however, you, however you say that. I know I'm going to say that properly. <laughs> um, he plays a much more advanced role than that. <laughs> and he scored like eight goals in seven games. <laughs> What's that, man? <laughs> I feel bad, dude. Uh, it's a tough so He's in hot form and he's scoring lots of goals from the midfield. And uh, he's only got 6% ownership and he's got an easier group. So he's got like Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. So I reckon he'll score some goals. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're going to take advice from anyone in the world, take it from us in that little section there. But unfortunately, that does wrap up the second Euro Fantasy podcast from us. We, you know, we may all your Euro Fantasy dreams come true as you, you change your teams frantically with the four or so days and couple of hours that we've got left. But, um, yeah, as we say, may all your dreams come true and we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Stay safe. Goodbye for now. <laughs>